Hey guys, on today's episode of Buy or Pass, we're going to take a look at the financial documents of United Airlines. So let's begin. Hey guys, my name is Jose and this is another episode of Buy or Pass. In this series, I will look at the financial documents of a company and decide if I was looking for another investment, would I buy or would I pass? Before we start, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get in for new episodes and other videos. Let's begin. This is going to be part two of our two-part episode. Part one was posted a few days ago on United Airlines where we took a look at their investors letter and their earnings transcript. Today we're going to take a look at their financial documents. So if you want to know a little bit more in detail outside of the numbers of the company, definitely go check out that previous episode so you guys are more informed on the company. But right now, like always, we're going to use the website known as Lazy FA, which allows me to look at all these numbers in an easy visual format, which makes these episodes go pretty fast. So since they just reported quarter one 2019, we're going to take a look at quarterly data opposed to annual data. So right now we can see revenue so far has been up. Revenue has its little jumps up and down if we look line. But right now it does have this uptrend going up we can see quarterly data quarter one seems to be the lowest quarter one and quarter four seems to be the lowest of the four quarters per year so we can see though this quarter 2019 is still higher than quarter of 2000 and we saw that in the, the numbers that we posted on yesterday's episode Cost of revenue, though, is pretty good that we seem to see the cost of revenue. It's not a steep incline compared to our revenue incline. We can see here gross profit, even though quarter one gross profit is lower compared to the rest of the year. This year's pretty, pretty strong gross profit sitting at $5.3 billion compared to last year's same quarter was $5.3 billion. Earnings before income tax, I see nothing outrageous going on here. If I saw something weird, I would take a look at, at where their expenses for, for cost of revenue is actually going. But since there's, there's no abnormality here, we can skip that. And same with net income, right? There's no, we can see it's pretty stable to how it normally is. And again, take a further look in there. But we can see our net income this year, this quarter was 292 million dollars compared to the same year the same quarter last year was 105 that's definitely a big jump in that income quarter to quarter almost a hundred percent increase in on net income so to me though that is pretty low right the amount of money this company is keeping after all the revenues collecting revenue billions per quarter collecting somewhere between so not even half a million half a half a billion dollars worth of net income. Next, we're gonna take a look again at their income statement, but we're gonna take a look at different graphs, kind of showing us the same thing, revenue versus cost. Here we can see that gap between revenue and cost increasing every year. Early in 2012, that gap was a little bit closer, which would give us these gross profit, but we can see gross profit is increasing quarter after quarter that has this healthy uptrend that we can see happening here and that's just because we're collecting more revenue and paying less cost of revenue 
Next, we are going to take a look at revenue versus cost of revenue growth. And we can see here, everything seems one-to-one -one ratio. So there's, there's nothing here that's really, really getting my eye or catching, catching my attention. Next, we'll take a look at gross margins versus profit margins. This company definitely has a strong gross margin, 60.5%. But what I, I, I did not know compare, I'll take a look at different airlines, but their profit margins are pretty low. Per quarter, we're talking about a 3% profit margin. Last quarter was, I would say, 1.6. So yeah, they almost doubled their, their net income compared to last quarter. Just for my sakes, I'm going to take a look at annual data, last year's profit margin. And I don't know why I feel like that's such a low number of the amount of money they're collecting based on. Next, Lazy FA is giving us some flags. The first flag is telling us dilute excessive dilution alert. So this is, we can take a look here. This is a flag that's going off from 2010 where they increased the amount of share for all average shares ever since 2016 it's this company has been buying back its shares and there has been a decrease in the amount of vote per share take a look quarter quarter even this quarter they like they mentioned they did mention that they were buying some shares purchased over 527 million dollars of shares in the first quarter and they have 2.1 billion dollars left to go we can see here that they are decreasing the amount of Oak shares out there that that flag wasn't really really anything for me the next flag we have is just telling us that the growth of net income right it's just telling us that this is a crazy growth growth of net income in 2012 but again this could be a bug and it's, it's not an issue that I need to keep an eye on since it was a bug and it's something that has to do well Next, we'll take a look at the balance sheet. In the balance sheet here, we have total assets, liabilities, debt, receivables, payables, and cash and cash equivalents. Quarter by quarter, we can see, again, these total assets are increasing at a small rate. This quarter had a $50.64 billion of total assets compared to last year, um, last quarter, 49. Definitely a nice 5, about 5%, I would say, not even a about a 2% increase in total assets. Unfortunately, we can see here total debt was pretty flat for some time. Past two quarters, it jumped from $14 billion to $8 billion. So an increase of $6 billion in total debt. That's definitely a number. And we can see here total liability is taking the front of that. Our total liability from $35 billion to now $40.84 billion dollars this company does seem to have a, a healthy amount of cash and cash equivalents even though the amount is decreasing over time still sitting at about 4.17 billion dollars of cash and cash equivalents which is definitely a healthy sign this company has some money on the side for things Next, we're going to take a look again at the red flags balance sheet. We're just going to take a look at what we saw in a different format. Here, my favorite thing that I'm definitely taking I like is assets versus liabilities. That gap between total assets and total liabilities are increasing, which is giving us a higher shareholder equity every quarter. 
but we can see right there was this healthy jump and now with the expected revenue growth to continue the shareholder equity is definitely going to to get stronger next we'll take a look at assets versus liability growth again everything seems to be almost one to one ratio for there's nothing here that catches my eye this is if you've been watching the show for some time these are my favorite things to take a look at asset distributions and liability distribution here in assets distribution that 67 percent of the assets are based on property equipments this to me obviously makes sense this is an airline company so most of their equipment and products are airplanes ability to operate the airplanes and take care of to park the airplanes so for this to be such a huge value normally it would kind of throw me at the side but for now this is definitely good to see that means they have plenty of planes and more real estate to care of the plane next biggest thing we have here are cash and cash equivalents are about eight percent and intangibles are about 15.38 percent. i definitely think that's a high high rate for intangibles not too next we have liability distribution if we take a look quarter to quarter this is pretty scary that it's non-current debt it's about 8.1 billion dollars and it's a total of 6.83 percent of the liability the next big thing see deferred revenue deferred revenue is not bad this deferred revenue will eventually become assets or some form this deferred revenue will become revenues so for them to have that big of deferred revenue that their credit credit cards that are being paid since they do have a credit card this is probably that um, the credit they are due that's actually in my mind deferred revenue i like to see it as future assets next we have current debt current debt is about seven percent of the company's liabilities actually sitting pretty high not that high at two billion billion dollars here we're getting two many red flags are we getting we're getting two red flags on lazy fa the first is current ratio deterioration so this is the current ratio so current ratio is the is the ratio between total current assets and current debt so if we have more assets current assets than current debt then we would have a ratio over 1.0 if we have higher current debt than current assets we will have lower so right now it keeps decreasing it's definitely a scary thing um this company there took too much loan for a certain amount of period of time where right now those total current liabilities and that are are time to pay off and time next outliers in cash growth this is just annual right here if we look in 2010 there was a huge increase in cash and cash equivalents and it's just telling me hey take a look take a look at these numbers final thing i'm going to take a look at is net cash flow from operation favorite things to look at it the company is making money from its everyday use here it has a positive 1.92 billion dollars of cash flow from operation. compared to the same time last last year which was at 1.6 billion dollars 
So right now, some things I do like about this, about the numbers we just looked, the net cash flow from operations is definitely a good thing to me. Yeah, increasing property plants and equipment in the asset district is pretty good. It means as more, more planes, passengers, more passengers, needs more revenue. One thing I don't like is the amount of non-term debt this has. And even though the asset um, shareholder equity is by that difference between assets and liabilities is such a close ratio that I'm, I'm not that comfortable with. Finally, if we take a look at the income statement, this company is producing higher revenues over time, gross profit over time, but the total net income for these companies, um, profit margins are pretty low, right? I'm talking about 3% profit margin for, for the company. I think for something this big, that is such a low number. Um, then taking a look at the previous information we see, we saw in last episode favorite things were the company is increasing increasing this earnings per share and I think for that reason at the moment I would give United Airlines a soft buy like I would not go full in how I normally go with my normal investments I would go with a like position because it is a growth company they are increasing profit margins more net income but again this does seem to be a slow growth company for that reason it's not a company i would go in fully all right guys so that's the episode make sure to post in the comments what you guys feel about united airlines the company as a whole does not seem bad it's definitely not a company that has that has um that's gonna fail anytime soon right the company definitely is making increasing its revenue over time but for me, it does not fully scream a full buy. So I want to know what do you guys think about uh, United Airlines. Don't forget to subscribe to get updates on new episodes and other videos as well. I have more episodes coming in this week. So make sure to stay tuned. Have a good night guys and see you next time.